Section 35 of Stories and Pictures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Bellevue, Washington. Stories and Pictures by I. L. Peretz. Translated by Helena Frank. Section 35 travel pictures insured a quiet summer night over there the celebrated wood shows black on the skyline our forefathers engraved in its trees the names of the divisions of the talamud as they completed as they went along yonder not far off they halted and the head of the dispersion said po lin here abide and the land has ever since been called Polin, but the other nations cannot make out the reason. And the wood has a shortcut to Jerusalem. There was once a goat belonging to one of the native Lamed Wolfniks, and the goat knew the road. She used to trot every morning to pasture on the Temple Mount, and return with three pitcherfuls of milk for the holy man to the right of the wood beside a river lies the town it is divided into two parts one part is a long strip a straight paved street with walled-in houses under sheet metal roofs quite substantial fastened to the earth with foundations the inhabitants of the street know for certain that they will live and die in them that all the winds of heaven may blow without causing them to move an inch then comes the second part another world quite spiritual flimsy hen houses entirely built of straw and fir planks with only an occasional slate roof a breeze blows over them and they are gone do their dwellers hope to find the shortcut to the temple mount like the immortal goat or do they speculate on the fire insurance and how like are the houses to their inhabitants these are narrow-chested with darkened eyes and crouch under crooked straw caps cocks crow out of the huts ducks quack and geese cackle from out of the marsh which licks the threshold with seventy tongues croak well-fed portly frogs a jewish calf frequently contributes a bleat and is answered out of the long street by a genteel dog i shall begin to take notes early in the morning i know beforehand what it will be if not thirty-six roubles a year it will be thirty-three or thirty-two i shall find many trades and few blessings more soap factories any number of empty houses the beetle will reckon up for me he is a messenger she a huckstress two daughters are out in service in lublin in samox's one son is a helper in a cheddar the other serving his time in the army and the daughter-in-law with three four five children has gone home to her father and mother 
i shall find neglected children tumbling about in the swamp with the ducks and the geese mites of babies screaming their throats out in the cradles sick people left alone in bed boarded out children sitting over gamoras young women in furry wigs and with or without shyness i hardly shut my eyes before these same weary livid pale twisted faces walking sorrows rise before me there is seldom one who smiles one with a dimple all the men so unmanly so mummy-like women with running eyes carrying a load of fruit a sack of onions or else an unborn child together with the onions i know i shall come across an unlicensed third-rate public house two or three horse dealers and more than two or three receivers of stolen goods but what about the statistics can they answer the question how many empty stomachs useless teeth how many people whose eyes are drawn out of their sockets as with pincers at the sight of a piece of dry bread how many people who have really died of hunger all you gain by statistics is that you find out about an unlicensed public house or a horse thief or a receiver of stolen goods scientific medicine has invented a machine for checking heartbeats one by one the foolish statistics play with figures do statistics record the anxious heartbeats that thumped in the breast of the grandson of the descendant from spanish ancestors or the son of the author of the tevis shore before they committed their first illegality do they measure how their hearts bled after they committed it do they count the sleepless nights before and after can they show how many were the days of hunger how many times the children flung themselves about in convulsions how often hands and feet shook when the first glass was filled by the unlicensed brandy cellar livid ghastly blue faces float before me in the empty air and blue-brown parched lips whisper there has been no fire in my chimney for twenty-four days we have eaten potato peelings for ten three died without a doctor or prescription i had to save the fourth the hoarse voices cut me to the heart like a blunt knife i leave the window where i have been standing but the room is full of ghosts by the stove stands a red jew well nourished he 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 laughs steal buy stolen things a business like any other no less than a month's imprisonment in a month i would have lost a fortune all the noblemen will bear me witness honestly honestly that voice is worse it saws i throw myself on the bed i shut my eyes and there appears to me the good old rabbitson of skull 
well she says with her childlike silvery voice and suppose the result of your inquiries were not favorable for the jews shall you be able to say thy people are all righteous i feel as if her kind blue dove-like eyes rested soothingly on my hot forehead i fell asleep beneath them and i dreamt of the two angels the good inclination and the evil one i saw them flying earthward before daybreak enveloped in a thin pink mist the evil inclination carried in one hand a blue paper with a large black eye in the top left-hand corner evidently a deed relating to a house or some property expensive dresses besides fur caps braided caftans silk sashes also a top hat and a frock coat as if for one person also handkerchiefs headkerchiefs kerchiefs with tinsel pearl necklaces as well as silk and satin trains of all colors all that in one hand and in the other potato peelings the good inclination naked without clothes or things to carry as god made him both fly it seems as if the good inclination wanted to tell me something he opens his pretty mouth but not his voice a cry of alarm wakes me fire i spring out of bed there is a fire just opposite a long tongue of flame stretches out towards me and seems to say don't be frightened it's insured end of section thirty five recording by linda marie nielsen bellevue washington